holy sweet mother of God shit. Hello, hello, hello. What, what, the, what the hell are you doing? I hope no one's eating dinner. The next best thing, every Monday night from 10 until midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. Fun for everyone except for dear Jesus. Something like that. Let me just get right to it. We have a great guest coming in tonight. By the way, Ruben Mullins, a friend of mine, we are continuing our series. It's a very long and drawn out series because we did the first episode of it almost two years ago, but we're continuing our series on grief, more specifically, the loss of a parent. We'll get into that. He should be joining us shortly, but before he does, you're listening to the next best thing, and that's all, and okay, we'll be back. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So, if you'd like to support our mission so we can continue to bring you quality community radio, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. You can donate as little as a dollar, and every cent helps helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please, please help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. And remember, RFB is a 501c3 nonprofit, so your contribution is tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. This is the next best thing. Okay, folks, I would like to welcome in my good friend, Ruben Mullins. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Hello. Thanks for having me. Now, can you hear yourself? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I can hear you. Great. It's okay. You can take the headphones off. Okay, good. <laughs> that sucks. Anyway, everyone else can hear you. Oh, good. So speak loud and proud. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for coming in live. He's here in person. You're one of my first in-person guests since COVID hit. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, Bruben, let's give her a little background. Where did you grow up? Right here, right? Yeah, I grew up in New York City. And you I... have no siblings? No, no siblings. I moved oh, here when child. I was six. Oh, from where? Uh, from Korea, South Korea. Really? Yeah. You, you didn't were, know that? I didn't know you were actually born in born. <laughs> I wasn't there. born there. I was born in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, my parents moved there to start a life. They moved from America to South Korea. Well, my dad was, I believe he retired in South Korea. And that's where he met my mother. She's South Korean. Right. Just to reiterate, I'm Korean, Irish. My dad is American and my mother is South Korean. He met her there and then, I don't know, they fell in love. But you you kind of formative years were here. Yeah. In Queens. <laughs> yes, in okay. Queens, in Jackson Heights. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about, okay, so your family situation, it was just you, your mom and your dad. Were your parents divorced? Um, eventually they did. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, but not when you were growing up, right? They were off and on. It was very unconventional. Okay. Uh, bringing... Okay, but you were close. You're, I know you're close with your mom now. Were you close with your dad? I was. I was close to both. So what was your relationship like with your dad? What was he like? What did he do? For example, why don't you explain why he was in South Korea? He was in the military, okay. army, and navy professionally. But it's really funny you ask me that because my dad never really dived in much into his past. Hmm. So I learned a lot of things after he died oh, really? <laughs> through stories that my family would tell me. But yeah. growing up, um, I, I know he was an older parent. He's t about 20 years older than my mother. So how old was he when you were born? You he know? was 45. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not even the age that he is that he was when he had me. Well, this is interesting. Well, how old are you? Do you want to tell me? <laughs> You're not even forty. I'm Twelve. You're not um, even forty, are you? Almost. Yeah. Well, I just turned thirty-nine. See, I'm the youngest of five, and my parents were thirty-nine when I was born, so they were kind of older too. But they had four, oh, they had I four kids that. before me. Right. Yeah. So you from here? You went to school and studied acting. Yeah. I did in California. College. You did. Okay. And yeah. you stayed there a while afterwards. I did. I went to college in Orange County. Mm. Um, I was a transfer. So I started at Pratt Institute and studied architecture um, for two and a half years. And then I moved to California. I got bit by the acting bug. Mm-hmm. Um, How did your dad feel about that? What were his, was he artistic? Was he into that at all? I, my dad was like a big cheerleader. So I, I think he was just shocked that he had a kid. <laughs> So he was gay? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was just like, oh, just, wow. Like, you know, I, I I, didn't think he thought he would have that in his life. So he didn't think he'd have a kid in his life? Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. he was just always supportive of anything. Supportive of anything. He was my big cheerleader. Okay. That's great. Okay. So your dad got sick. He, he didn't die of like a, it was nothing sudden. He got no. sick with what? He had dementia. And when was that? That's, can I just say that? particular disease mm-hmm. and the whole process for the for the afflicted and their loved ones just seems because it's very long and some people look at that and they're like oh well at least you kind of have time to say goodbye and whatnot but i can't imagine how painful that would be to see them kind of deteriorate yes it, it was i mean and we all do that to like cope right like well at least mm-hmm. I'm going this route. You just try to look at the positive of your circumstances. Well, so I did the same thing. I could at least say goodbye for a while yeah. um, before he started deteriorating. How old were you when it was diagnosed? I was 26. And prior to his him having dementia, my parents had just got divorced. And how old was he? He was 70. Okay. But that's still... It's very young. Very young. Yeah. I mean, even when he went to a nursing home, he was the youngest yeah. there. And he was, now your dad was like a big, kind of like all American looking man. Yeah, yes. he was. He, he was very, it, it's. He kind of looked like a young Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Did he? Don't you think? Or who would you say? My, my mom thinks he looked like Harrison Ford. Ah, a young Harrison Ford. Yeah, a motorcycle rider, all American. My grandfather owned a gas station in florida his father yes his father so you were 26 when he was diagnosed and just to give people some sense of how long and drawn out it was you were 26 when he was diagnosed how old were you when he actually passed i was 32 okay wow six years yeah give or take somewhere around there which is the life which is the span is that typical yeah okay someone who has dementia so it's slow it's a slow onset it is slow Or is it a slow onset or is it just a long period to really have it and have them be kind of lost? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's, it depends. Okay. So you get the diagnosis. How does it strike you? I can't, I don't know. I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. It's, it's weird. Like I'm still processing it because ever since I was young, I knew that my father was older. Mm -hmm. So I knew my time with him could potentially be limited. Interesting. Um, but it was always ingrained in me. Well, like his parents died at 90. Yeah. I was going to say though, you're 26 when he was dying. That's, I mean, like that's obviously young. Right. The whole point of these conversations is 
to kind of demonstrate a couple things. How one it doesn't really matter. What you're, how what you're saying it would sh- it would scare me more. What like, the fact that people are like, oh, you're so young, you're young, and I'm just like, am I going through something nobody else is? It, it was harder to cope with that line. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to. That's interesting though, because like when I hear that, you're more calm. No, because I was twelve. So when I hear like twenty six, well, you were young. Yeah, I was super. <laughs> well, so when I hear, see, I have this weird kind of thing now where it's like I was twelve. I have four older siblings, so I would have given anything to have been any of their ages for one thing. Or just a day older than I was, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. But my point is that like that I think these conversations kind of demonstrate is that it really doesn't matter how old you were. No one's really ready ever to lose a parent. And I know that because my mom, so my grandma, her mom, my mom's mom, she died when she was almost 90. My mom was well into her 50s. And she was just as heartbroken as I was at 12 when my dad died saw that hurt in her you know what i mean right so i just think it i don't think anyone's ever really ready yeah of course not and i think your parent your mom Mm -hmm. handled it well by putting you in therapy right yes now was that just you was that also your siblings um i mean i was i went privately they probably did too right but i didn't really get much But not together i think we did a little of that too but like, oh. so you heard my, so my story is a little unique. Like, yes, I went to therapy. We went, we did all the things that you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Quote right. unquote, supposed to do. But like my therapist, I was a little talker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I would go in and the guy was so nice, the therapist. I wonder if he's still in business. <laughs> he was so nice to me and Give he was cool and it was fine. But I went in there and we would talk and talk and talk. And I talked about anything but my dad. Well, maybe that's what you needed. Maybe. In that moment. Maybe, but I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was an avoidance thing. I just, I didn't know this guy. I didn't want to. It's funny you say that because I I feel like I do the same thing on social media platform. What do you mean? I talk a lot about, you know, my living parent. Oh yeah? To the point where I actually had a cousin reach out to me and he was like, you know, you don't mention your dad enough. And I just thought it was so offensive. Like, how can you post that on my wall? Oh, my God. He didn't write it to you privately? No, he wrote it on my wall. Are you serious? Um, And I'm just like, but he also made me think about like, oh, what is this thing that I'm doing where? I I, I guess it's because my mom is still living. And my past parent is personal. You know, what I put out there is personal. But it is funny because, again, when I hear you say that, I think, I do the exact opposite. <laughs> I feel like I post all like on the anniversary of his death. I feel like we're, I'm always posting. Maybe about that's him. more normal. I don't know. What? No, what? no, no. I don't think there is a normal. I just think it's. Oh, you're right. There isn't. You know, it's interesting though. I sometimes feel bad because our dad might. Okay, so this was. It's a weird situation because like my dad was like this celebrated doctor. He sponsored my brother's baseball team and like basically secretly paid for a lot of his teammates to go on these team trips and stuff and he was like the head of like medical education he had his own private practice he was like this like beacon of the community and blah 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 and so when he died he kind of almost became is there a bench with a plaque with your dad's name on it oh yeah in the cemetery yes there is i mean really and like sounds like it but like and it was on the news oh wow yeah i mean like and my mom is good because she never lets this show. But as I get older, I do feel like sometimes she kind of, her part in raising us, 
almost gets overlooked, which is, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Because he was so celebrated. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Because when my, when my dad passed, my mom, I hope I can expose this. She was like, oh, he wins. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) It means no matter what she does, he's now. The better parent? Yeah, he's this angelic parent because how is she going to compete with someone who's not here? Because now I can just mold. That's interesting. You know, whatever I want to. Well, dad wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, you never say that, say? do you? I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> she, but I thought it was funny that she was like, oh, well, he won. <laughs> so they weren't together when this all, when he died? No, they weren't. Okay. So that makes more sense than why she'd feel that way. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think maybe she was also just trying to make me laugh. But it is interesting, though, because when I hear that, I think like, because again, my dad died very suddenly. It was like he had a heart attack. Right. So there was no forewarning. So it was he, he celebrated doctor, best parent ever, coach, blah, 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 gone. So that in and of it's that again, that sudden loss almost makes the story even more like tragic. Yeah, I'm sure I would have been. It is traumatic. Well, I mean, more so because you're a child and we know how school is depending on what kind of kid you are. <laughs> if you're a mean kid, someone can use that against you, right? It's kind of like... Interesting you say that. Yeah, and I felt fortunate where I didn't have to go through that, like having your trauma thrown back in your face. Like nobody does that as an adult. Yeah. You're not in a work <laughs> Unless situation. And, really... You know, yeah, you don't like get angry at a coworker and they're like, well, too bad your dad's dead, you know? You <laughs> can don't you have imagine? <laughs> oh, God. But I'm sure kids go through that and it's more traumatic but okay so in a weird way though because like i'm thinking about our situations because my dad as a 12 year old he really was like a superhero to me do you know what i mean because i saw how much he helped other people saved lives literally as a lung doctor and i would go i like go to the hospital with him and like see the end of his rounds and stuff and like see him communicate with these patients who had couldn't talk in you know what i mean like they had their trachea removed so he was so brilliant i can't imagine like seeing if our situations were just flipped i had to watch him get sicker and sicker that would have been i don't know what i would have done it just would have been so difficult was that difficult um it could have been worse so i tried to count my blessings Mm -hmm. that's good um and one of them was he went the route of always being happy that's good. He was just giggly and like... In life or in Just his in his dementia state. Okay. So there's the other route where you can become paranoid right. and angry. Um, but that I didn't have me. that. That would be me. It would. <laughs> I feel like that would be me too. <laughs> Show me your ID. Tell I, me you're I would my be son. Mad. I would be mad that I was... I would just be... A, uh, I can't imagine. I would be scared and my reaction would be kind of angry. Like to not remember stuff. Well, apparently, I, I guess... When I was around, he was very calm and happy-go-lightly. Oh. But apparently he was a little different when I wasn't. Because he did have bouts of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I was very lucky and fortunate that he was just giddy all the time. But he was, always, he was a happy person in general. Very kind. Very angelic. Angelic. Yeah. Did you feel that way even My dad was one of those people who, if we drove by an accident on the freeway, he's like, I got to get out there and help that person. (laughs) I'm like, Dad, what are you going to (laughs) do? He's like, I don't know. I'm needed. (laughs) What what did he do? What was his... He was in the... You said the military? He was. 
What, Marines? Uh, Army and Navy. Both? Yes. Wow. And he was stationed in a couple places. Guam and Antarctica. Antarctica? Yeah. (laughs) We have... Yeah, I guess we do. All over the world. Yeah. That's actually where his mind went when it left. To Antarctica. Yeah. He's like, I got to get back there. And I'm like, where? And he's like, Antarctica. And I'm like, okay. He's like, what are you going to do there, Dad? And he's like, I'm needed. (laughs) Yeah, don't... See, I guess... Did you get any help or coaching in how to respond to stuff like this? You're just supposed to go with it. You are. Okay. But you, you, wanna, wanna, you were you asking him questions. snap them out. <laughs> yeah, I was asking him, like, I was curious, like, if his mind is there. Also to get, I, I didn't know what he did there. So maybe he yeah. would tell me in that moment. But he didn't. Being st- stationed in Antarctica. <laughs> he's like, I just got to get there. <laughs> he's like, I just got to get there. Uh, and man. I was thinking, like, if I was in a financially different setting in my life, hmm? I mean, there's no commercial flights to Antarctica, but I was thinking about like traveling somewhere cold with him, you know, and being like, Dad, we're in Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say that like you do for a little kid. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Be like, oh my God, where's the North Pole? I mean, my dad was always really good with surprises. That was one of his um, (laughs) blessings that he would give me growing up. Oh, really? He surprised you a lot. Yeah, he did. He was very good with Christmas and stuff. So I wanted to give it back to him. Were the, what were the warning signs that led him to even get checked? Do you know what I mean? Was there, was he starting to forget stuff or what? Um, I, I think he was just starting to become very forgetful. It, it was, it's very complicated because my parents divorced and my father was the one who kind of was in charge of all of our health stuff. Your health stuff. Okay. Like our documents. He's the one who made appointments. Mm-hmm. Through him, we had insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so when his mind went, went so did all of that. <laughs> um, and when my parents divorced, his medical stuff didn't go with him. So his family was reaching out to me. Wait, wait, wait. When your parents divorced, he didn't take his records? No, th- there were no records. Like, And my mom didn't know where they were. Oh. And she couldn't know because she would have to ask him. And he wouldn't know because his mind isn't there. Okay. So I think my uncle got him checked out, and that's how they got the diagnosis that my dad had dementia. How did he react? My dad? Yeah, like because he obviously these, like we said, there were six years between diagnosis and when he, we lost him. So he was still with it enough to be like to understand his diagnosis, right? Oh, that's interesting. I don't, I don't think I ever had that dialogue with him. Um, you never talked you de- to him about it about dealing with his diagnosis. Well, I think because we were already going through another trauma that was, he just got divorced. Okay. With your mom? Yeah. Okay. So his mind was always there. Like, how's your not, mom? Did he not want to get divorced? I don't think he saw himself at the end of his life. Alone. Alone. And then also getting sick. It, it was a lot for me to handle uh, both things at once. Um, right. But what about him? I, I just felt like I couldn't provide the guilt that I have now is I wasn't in, I'm not in a place where I could have, I don't know, seen him more, maybe cared for him, maybe hired a nurse. Something that I thought adults would be able to do. And I was basically an adult and I couldn't even conjure up enough money to go visit him as often as I would have liked. You, when did you move back? To New York City. Mm-hmm. After he died? No. Okay. He was still alive. 
it was actually part of my reason for moving back east. Yeah, that makes sense. Leaving LA was very difficult. It was because it meant I was giving up on this. Oh, you dream. really thought so? Yeah. See, that's interesting because a lot of people come here to pursue that same. You know, dream. it's really funny because my mom has been trying to get me to move back east like ever since i moved oh. west and she and i was always kicking and screaming and she's like you know it's not like we live in alabama i'm right. asking you to come to new york city she's like you can pursue acting here if you want and i'm just like no and my dream is lost well i can see that i can see that i mean because you're from here so you take it for granted oh i totally take this city for granted yeah, yeah. people are like oh my god you grew up in new york city i'm like is did you it ever from where you grew up did you know. ever pursue acting here or did you really feel like I did? You... It's really funny because I did more here. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> trying to get into school than I did pursuing it out west. That's because there's no like, there's not a lot of good theater out there. There's just movies, right? Well, I did films here. Yeah, well, that's because here you can do films and TV yeah. and and theater and all that stuff. So it's better here, anyway. <laughs> right. Anyway, so okay, so you come back. I didn't just come back. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, tell me. The lure back was. I was opening up a business with my mother. The liquor store? Yeah, the liquor store. Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't know this. Well, I didn't, but I know that's your business now. <laughs> yeah, so we were opening up a liquor store, and my mom just wanted me here. Something for me to do. Mm -hmm. um, was your dad around when the business opened? Um, A couple months. Okay. He wasn't part of it? No. Um, Did you know right away, had you ever, does this run in your family? Like, had you ever had any other experiences with dementia or... I really didn't expect my dad. I, Were you in denial? A little bit. I was shocked mm -hmm. because my mom would always say, oh, your family lives till they're like 90, 95. To him. Yeah. Okay. To him, to me. Right. Because I would I would express my concerns about having an older parent to her. And she's like, you don't Wait, have to worry about that. Even as a young person? Like a when? Like as all, all your life? Yeah, because I always had this fear my dad was going to die. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I... And I, I, I just knew. I was like, "Oh, he's older." Would I you have, have dreams about it? I wouldn't have dreams about it, but I would. It made me think that I had to work at a faster pace. Interesting. Than anyone else my age. I'm like, to well, what? if I want to get married, I got to do it soon. If I want to have kids, I have to do it wait, soon. Why? You mean in order for him to see it? Yeah, for him to yeah. like be You're there. Right. Yeah. And so my mom would try to call me down by saying oh your dad's family lives a long time so when i got the news that he had, he had dementia i knew it yeah <laughs> i was like i knew this was gonna happen so how did interest were you reacting like i expected this or did it make you angry because you both yeah i yeah i was like i can't believe i dreamt this up or something maybe did you think i conjured this up it's maybe my fault. a little bit really <laughs> interesting i mean do you remember the first conversation you had with him after the official diagnosis came? Probably not. Because you had a lot. There were six years of conversations. There is. I mean, I, I, I did go visit him. Um, it's funny because when my parents divorced, I went to go visit my mom first. Yeah. Just because we're... Oh, when your parents divorced. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm very attached to her. Mm -hmm. So I went to go visit her and then... I think maybe a year or two went by. Maybe I was in denial. Wait a minute. You didn't talk to your dad for two years I, after he was not diagnosed? That I didn't talk to him. I, of uh -oh. course, I spoke to him, but seeing him in person. Wow. I think I just didn't want to face it. Really? No. Interesting. I was, I was very scared. It was, I believe, two years into his diagnosis that I physically saw him. In, were you here? 
I was in um, California. Yeah. So, okay, that played a huge part, too. I mean, yes. And also, I was poor. <laughs> so okay. I just didn't have the finances to go travel. And I, I didn't want to okay. bother my mom with that but either. But that's very different if you had been here and you just didn't see him for two years. <laughs> I oh, think. you mean in New York? Yeah. I guess. I think so. Because it makes more sense. Like, you're right. If you If there's a financial obstacle and you're kind of in denial about it, that makes more sense than if you if you were here and yeah, you just course, didn't go see him, bad. that would be bad. bad. That would be bad. That would be bad. Um, so, okay. Was there a point when you specifically remember, okay, can moments? I just Can I share one story? Please. So <laughs> when it was time for me to go visit my dad, when I decided I'm going to go see him, I, I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Not you only did I not sleep, scared. I went to the gym. I had to get like some energy out. Mm-hmm. And then I went on this plane and I'm just sitting there, and this woman next to me says, um, I'm just looking out the window. And she goes, does your dad have dementia? <laughs> <laughs> she says, it's going to be okay, Rubes. What? I know, right? It's so random. And Why? I, How? I look at her, and I'm like, excuse me? She's like, I'm sorry. I'm actually talking to my dog. Um, his name is Ruben. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's my name is Ruben. And I guess I said it in such a way where, like, a quarter of the plane just started laughing, burst into la- laughter. Everyone heard you? <laughs> I'm like, my name is Ruben too. I'm like, who names their dog Ruben? She did. And then oh, she just became my therapist did on the entire she, oh, flight really? there. You talk yeah, like, we just talked. She ordered hours? me a drink. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> for six hours. Or maybe it's Whatever. shorter now. Ooh, are you, what a nightmare. <laughs> did I feel like you have to talk? But you liked her? She was great. No, she I had, did. She, she, she help kind you? of calmed me down. She helped me. She was going to go get married. She had her wedding dress on above the. Uh, I was like, <laughs> she was wearing her wedding dress? No, no, it was in the overhead. <laughs> I would think, oh, great, I'm sitting next to a crazy person. <laughs> um, wow, that's interesting. I know. Isn't that like a, funny a guardian story? angel? Okay, so tell me, though. Okay, so two years have gone by. What's, you're probably nervous to see your dad. It was. And how, how to go? Also, his living situation. What was it? By the well, time it's just like. I grew up a kind of upper middle class. Mm-hmm. So there was this, this joke that my dad went from this lush apartment to a shack. Because <laughs> that's where his brother basically lived. <laughs> um, he went to live with his brother? Yeah. Who's just one year younger than him. So it's just like two old men living together, taking care of each other. <laughs> okay. But was this... So this was a mixture of the divorce and he was diagnosed around the same time? Yeah. Oh, okay. So double whammy. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't even think I saw him since the divorce, let alone since he had so dementia. This, oh, wow. So this is... Yeah. Okay. So were, you were nervous? I was nervous. And you go in? Yeah, it's just like, you know, here's this man who's generally there to calm me down. Mm-hmm. And now the roles are reversed. So I'm there and I'm there to, I don't know, ease his mind or see where he is. But did he, So the first time you saw him, was it um, this, like, was he the guy you remembered? Like he hadn't deteriorated much by then had he he did um oh his mind was would come in and out but i mean that must have been you're just in it like it's kind of like being thrown learning how to swim someone just throws you in the pool like i'm thrown in there and i just have Mm -hmm. to adjust right yeah so and i'm doing it for him but was it hard for you like would you go home and cry or anything i just felt like i had to be strong yeah. Um, I didn't go home and cry. I was, I was, I think more or less, st- 
I cannot believe this is happening to me. <laughs> I was just very confused. I go back to the hotel room. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, yeah. I'm here to like kind of say a long goodbye, meaning I'm also coming back to say goodbye again. And <laughs> I'm coming back to say goodbye again. Well, yeah. So but that's the way I saw it at that moment. But he, okay, but you did notice like, as the time went on, was it getting progressively worse? As it, it was. I, I didn't see it as much because I'm the last person he forgot. So he good. was always calm with me. Mm. I think... Wait, he you, he forgot? Oh, that makes... That hurts me. What? The idea that he forgot. So you were with him and you felt like he had forgotten you? No, no. I I was the only person he, ne- he, he didn't forget. He, oh, ever? Yeah. Wow. Oh, thank God. Or even if he didn't know who I was, He's he remembered. knew the energy around me was, right. you know, it, to be relaxed. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only time I would really get emotional is since I was spending time with him, there were just, I, I'd go and help him get a haircut mm-hmm. or we'd go get ice cream. And like, how, how were the visits for you? Like, did you even, okay, not necessarily just that first one, but. Did you come to enjoy them? Did you were you grateful that you had them? Did you or were did you see them as like hard and sad and like you were working, like you were having to help him with every little move and stuff? Were they difficult for you or did you enjoy them? I would say a little bit of both. Okay, I yeah, I value those times. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. You, I learned a lot about myself actually. Being an only child, I'm a little bit selfish, <laughs> a little bit impatient. That just comes with the territory. <laughs> Impatience? Yeah. I know selfishness does. Yeah. Does impatience. Well, yeah. I had to learn to be patient mm-hmm. with a parent who's, you know, losing his mind. Which is tough. Yeah. I would take him shopping for clothes. And I feel like we, our relationship was mending, not in the best of circumstances. But, but still, that's good. Yeah. Better than and the when opposite. I say mending, I don't mean we had a rough relationship. But did but, something happen? What What needed to be mended? You said he was always your your cheerleader. He was, um, but you know, I I, I was kind of emo okay. <laughs> growing up. Um, I was very bitter against my parents, both of them. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, it was just the state I was in. Okay. I was like, I hate everybody. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> and then I went off <laughs> to college. Oh. So and then you know our interactions were very minimal. And so then, you weren't you guys weren't that close. A later in life, not really. I just, he was just, he became more and more reclusive as he got older. He, this I, was I guess before maybe, the yeah, diagnosis. Before the diagnosis. Wow. Maybe that was a sign. I don't know. Uh, me and my mother just interpreted it as he's an old man. Oh, really? You didn't interpret it as like, oh, he's, no, he's, he's dying. Un- no. He's uninterested in my life? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. We just saw maybe that's just the natural progression. He wasn't that old, though. I mean, like, I guess you could see it <laughs> back then. Yeah, his voice was getting less and less sturdy. Yeah, like he went sturdy. From, Hello, Ruben. To <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really? very hard to hear oh, him. No, oh, that's that's sad too. It, yeah, it is. And then not knowing, I mean, none of us really suffered from any ter- terms of conditions. Mm-hmm. We never took any medication. Me, my mother, and my father. Do you now? No, <laughs> but well, I'm just saying I, I didn't see any signs of anything. I wouldn't even know to look or assume. Right. I just thought my dad's going to live till 90. Wait, I thought you said you thought he was going to die early. That fear that you thought that he would always die. I did. It would come back and forth. 
with my mom's assurance that my dad's going to live for an eternity. Oh, maybe that's interesting. Did you ever resent that she had told you that when she was wrong? No, I just know she was just trying to calm me down. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let me ask you this. When you were told, when you were going through all of this, whether it was here or before you moved back in L.A., did you talk to any of your friends about this? Or did you kind of keep it all bottled in? Um, I'm... (laughs) If anyone knows me, they know I am very emotionally open. Really? <laughs> I am. Are you? I am. I know you. <laughs> I share a lot of things. And in fact, I need to pull back some. You think? Okay. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so, okay. So you did tell you. So friends. to answer your question, yes, I did. I did share it with a lot of friends. And were they helpful? How would they console I mean, you? I can weed out, you know, whatever <laughs> advice I'm receiving. Um, I, did, would- I did pull back some because if I... When I initially started sharing my father's diagnosis, I would get things like, oh, my grandmother or my great-grandfather died of dementia. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to hear this. Oh, really? I'm, I'm talking about my dad. And you're talking to me about like yeah. three generations down. Yeah, no, I can see that. I was going to, because I was going to, my next question was, do you have any stories or instances of people trying to be helpful that were not? <laughs> like what That they, was the only thing, really. That probably happened quite a bit, though. Yeah, like my grandmother has dementia. And, and you're like, well, who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking about my father who raised me. There is me. a difference, yeah. Not to say, you know, your grandmother maybe raised you, but... But it's different. Just the natural progression in life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but other okay, so other than that, though, did you find your friend's support very helpful? Well, I was, I became selective in who I told. So I reached out to friends. I was... Were you, okay... Were you selective in who you talked to about it based on how well, how much you felt they were helpful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. I bet. That makes sense. Because they've also lost a parent. Oh. Yeah. So I had a couple of friends who've lost oh, okay. parents. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought who better to give me wisdom. Yeah. But, but they can't really prepare you. You can't prepare for this. You can't, but they did prepare. I, I had a good friend who prepared me for... Some of it. Just like... The next step, putting my dad in a nursing home. What questions to ask? Wow, so they prepared you for the, not just losing a parent, but for the whole experience. Yeah, that, that experience. Had they lost their parents the same way? I, I think so. I can't remember now. Interesting. But it was very good. I was taking notes. Do you remember things they told you? Like anything that was particularly helpful? Yes. They were like, if you're, if you're researching places to put your father in, don't make an appointment. Just arrive there. Because really? if you make an appointment, so, they're going to clean things right. up. And if you just show up there, you're going to see how things work in there. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that's really good advice. Fortunately, we never got to that point. He was in a home for like a day. Oh, really? Before he had to go into a hospital for a couple weeks. What, for a hospice? And then hospice, yeah. Ugh. But I thought that was very good advice from a friend. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that would be. Okay, so what were the hospice days like? Because you knew that, okay, this is it. Oh, man, I just don't even know. Because, like, okay, like I said, mine was sudden. So I can't even, I, I, it's hard for me, whether it was cancer or dementia or whatever, it's hard for me to know, to think about, like, how I would have spent those last days. And with its, every situation. It was very layered and very stressful. Because my, my, my instinct is to be like, oh, if he, if I had the last week or if I had one week more or whatever, I would have asked all these questions, blah, blah, blah. But in your situation, you can't really do that because he, he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. I couldn't ask any questions. It was strange saying goodbye. But I guess 
the stress of other things. I was opening a business. I mean, <laughs> I was figuring out the layout of a liquor store. Yeah. Um, and then I, I still didn't give up on the fact that I just quit my dream of being a, becoming an actor. Okay, so you were and not I'm like, concerned. and now my dad's dying. I was like, ah, there's a lot of things going on. Oh, here. this is happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this all happening at once? Wow. So you kind of were distracted. Yeah. I was distracted. It's what? a blessing now. Um, but yeah, I went there. I don't I, like no one. No one like tells you what to do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I well. In movies, I see this. <laughs> oh, well, like what? Okay. Like, I, am I supposed to say goodbye to my dad out loud? Like, visibly being heard? Goodbye, father. It Did was you? nice knowing you. I was just like, I don't know what to do in these Were you sad? Or, I mean, you seemed more <laughs> confused and stressed. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. In a state of shock. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. like molding myself into who I think I'm... Or what I'm supposed to be doing. So, did you have a chance to grieve? Um, I, I grieved in my own way. Okay. <laughs> and what's that? I think I was lucky. I was home, mm-hmm. you know, with living with my mother. And that was another thing. Yeah. I'm 32, living with my mother. <laughs> um, I was in a familiar space. Mm-hmm. So, and I had my, I was comfortable. Were there things that I could cry with my mom? We, I mean, we're open. We we share a lot with one another, mm. so, and we talk about our re, our regrets, <laughs> and how we can move forward. And you know, what are some of your regrets? <laughs> well, I shared one. I I regret not being financially stable when this during all that happened. Time. I wish. Yeah, but that's. I mean, moving forward, if when when the time comes for me to do things for my mother, I want to be able to do things for her. Mm-hmm. Like have, be financially stable enough to do those things. Okay, so was there a memorial for him? I opted out. You didn't go? No. I, <laughs> what do you mean you opted out? <laughs> I opted out having a memorial. I'm the one who chooses. Oh, they didn't? Not that I didn't go to my dad's memorial. There was I no chose not to have one. Interesting. Why is that? <laughs> um, Because that meant it's not for him. It's f- I mean, I guess it's for also for him. He didn't really have friends. I didn't know who to invite. It was just who would have gone was the people I was already with, my uncle, my aunt. Yeah. How'd they feel about that? Well, they're the ones who like told me. They're like, if you want to have a memorial at our place, um, we're more than happy to do it. Also, we want to let you know what that entails. And I was just like, I just don't want to deal with all of that. Did they seem to want, they were indifferent about it? I, I think I, I was doing what I thought was emotionally right for me. Okay. I didn't want to put myself in a position where, I don't know, I flipped a table or something because <laughs> I couldn't control myself. <laughs> would you have done that? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have. What I mean, what would have happened in a memorial? I would have had to speak. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't no, know. There's no guidebook, right? I'm right. just like, I don't want to. You wouldn't have, a, have to. You wouldn't have to. I mean, it, yeah, there's no, you're right. There's no guidebook. Well, I mixed no, that all together by not having one. Did your mom, did she have any feelings about that? Did no. She, she didn't want to have one either? My dad wanted to be cremated. So. But you could still have I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know who would have came. You didn't know any of his, his friends, family. really. My dad didn't have friends. What? What do you mean? He didn't have any friends. He, uh, th- he, he was an odd duck. He, you, <laughs> he he certainly didn't have any friends that I knew of. That's interesting. Why? I mean, what did you? What did he do for work when you were like little? 
Um, my dad was actually an inspector engineer for JFK. For the president, JFK, or for the airport? <laughs> for the airport. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. What do you mean? Like, uh, like with for Boeing or for all? Like, I have no idea <laughs> what it means. Um, I but he would take me on work trips with him. We'd go to the airport a lot. Okay. He worked close by. Um, but did then he, he didn't have friends at work. He did have friends. He had one friend at work. Um, but as he got older, he just lost touch with a lot of people. Um, like I said, he became very reclusive. He never hmm. wanted to leave the house. Wow. I mean, in hindsight, we know it's because he was getting ill, but... Yeah. I just, Do you... Okay. So after it happened, there was no service. I, I feel like that might be... I would worry about not... still honing like, in on this. You well, wanted I would the feel, service. No, huh? I, would for, I would worry about not feeling like a... I would Closure? worry about... Yes. The closure was for... I grew up knowing, well, I was taught that it was me, my mom, and my dad. And if the closure would be for us alone. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm also with his family, so they told me they didn't really need a service. How big was his family? He has a brother, a sister. Living in Florida. Okay. Um, just three brothers. Wow. Are they all alive still? They're still, yes. Wow. They're all alive. Was and he, he has a sister who's still alive. Where was he in the birth order? Was he the oldest? My dad was the second oldest. Okay. And any of his siblings sick? Are any of his siblings having health problems? Well, two had already passed. Oh, okay. So they're not all alive. They're not all alive. Okay, only two are alive. Three are alive. He had six siblings. So three Jesus. are alive, two have passed. Six siblings and then he... So he was one of seven. What about your mom? Does she have siblings? She does. She's also one of six. And then they just had one? I guess because they got divorced. I thought it was just a generational thing. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. My mom was one of seven. My dad was one of three, and then they had five. Whatever. Um, okay, so... okay. I so mean, not I, a lot of people have five kids. Nowadays? Now, yeah. Not anymore, because it's too expensive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly. All right, so it happens. Do you go to therapy? You said you do. I mean, you do now. I saw, yeah, when, that, when it first happened, and there was a lot happening, I did see a therapist mm -hmm. a different therapist and how was it did you find it helpful did they i did it was helpful you didn't respond like i did where you talk about anything but <laughs> no i did I, well i knew why i was there so i always get straight to the point and you were see this was different you were old enough that you could make the appointment unlike me right yeah so you of course you would go in and talk about what you went in to talk about yeah and how they were helpful she was she was helpful i had I had moments, I, I obviously cried there. You did. I think maybe that was the first time I really broke down. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. In therapy um, with my therapist. Yeah. So I always promote therapy. I mean, she mm -hmm. got it out of me. I, I think a lot of people thought, oh, you seem to be doing perfectly fine. And yeah. that, that in itself made me uncomfortable. People I, don't know. Uh, I wasn't. I was just trying to hold it all together. That's what, yeah. Right. Um. But it just it made me feel like I was cold, or I don't know. Are you cold? Or not re receptive <laughs> to comfort? Huh. Like, like I don't need it. Well, maybe some people aren't comfort comforting. Maybe they they try. That's why I asked if like 
That's why I asked. I it. did certainly look like I would judge whatever comfort <laughs> comes my way. Like you better know what you're saying to me before you. Well, that's the me. thing. Well, that's not that unusual, I don't think, because I remember because like people, everyone wants to be helpful, and most people aren't, and that's okay. I mean, I I think the best advice I could give anybody is. I've gone through this. You've gone through this. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what to say to someone There's nothing who to would say. have, you know, experienced death. There's nothing to say. You you can't say anything right. because I feel like, in a sense, and that's what I say. Once <laughs> you once you experience death, your your character also shifts a little bit. So oh, what like, you need also changes. Mm-hmm. Someone who's known you oh, yeah. your whole life might not give you what you need because you've already you you've turned into a different person who needs something else. I definitely feel, and I, again, I was in the sixth grade, but I feel like there was definitely a me before that happened and a yeah. me ever since. You do, yeah, you do feel a shift. Yes. And sometimes for a long time, I mean, I'm so much older now that it's hard to compare, but I can still say this. I felt like I was a happy go lucky, joyful kid person. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, I've been different, still happy but different. It's hard to explain. It's hard to pinpoint how, but different. A part of you me does feel grown up a little bit. And it's also, and I, and I, you know, we talk about a little bit about anger. There's a lot of different things to feel angry about when this happens. One, and this is something I'm still kind of angry about. I was, when my dad first died, I was angry at him for dying. Well, of course. Well, I don't know. I mean, like... I mean, why? of course you'd be. You're 12. You're stupid, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not what I meant. No, I know, but, but like... You assume these people have all the... All and he was the... a doctor. <laughs> I mean, really? Like, you just think, like, of all people, he was so busy saving other people that why didn't he get... He had a heart attack. Why didn't he get that checked? Yeah. Doctors do have a tendency to neglect their own health. I, I grew up being told that you know it's 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 only us three my mom would always mm-hmm. say it's just me you and your dad so nothing better happen to you or else we're ruined <laughs> but anything could happen but to then him. like <laughs> they never taught me what to do if one of them goes right oh, i never got that guidance i always learned the lesson i can't go first but my mother never told me to reach out to other people or my father for that matter because who cares about them it's just us three right it's just us three. so i always have it in my head it's just the three of us Wow. Um, so you learn what you didn't get either. You know, what I learned what I didn't receive. And I know that if ever I have a family someday of my own, I, I want them to know that they they have the ability to reach out. To who? To just other family members oh. or, you know, you're just not alone. Right. Don't be afraid to ask for any sort of help. Right. Okay, so let me ask this. Have there been any moments particular moments or occasions in your life since he died that you've really found yourself longing, wishing he had been here. Because when I asked that, like the ones that come to mind for me are like, you know, siblings' weddings and stuff like that. But that's all. I remember I heard that from your last one. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think one of the reasons I don't want to have a wedding is because what am I going to think about? My dad's not there. Really? I don't want to be boo-hooing in front of all these people. And Um, you feel like you would be? I absolutely would. But then, like, you, you also, you start thinking about, like, no other time would I ever wanted to be visited by a ghost. 
mm-hmm. until I lost a parent. And now you are longing I for I would it? look in mirrors and I'm just like, I just want him to show up behind me or something. That is the weirdest. That is crazy that you say that because I did some weird stuff in mirrors. Oh, like, okay. There's something can called. You, no. Can you share that with us? I, it's nothing dirty. <laughs> Receiving an Oscar. No, no, no. None of that stuff. I'm talking about like, there's something called scrying, which is mirror gazing. Uh-huh. And it's like sitting in a dark room looking. It was, I was in his closet, his walk-in closet, like looking in the mirror, thinking I could. Channel him yes. or something. And like really, and just like feeling almost almost just as hurt when it didn't work. Isn't that so sad? Yeah, it is sad. Uh, I felt the same way. I'm just like, is he not here? Like, I would be totally receptive to, I don't yes. know, a little blur in the mirror. Of course. I'll, I'll see it as a sign. But but I would, I'd ask for, well, the gym in my mom's building, which mm-hmm. when I live with her, it's just one wall is all mirrors. So I would ask for him to come when I'm like lifting weights, you which would, is probably the worst time for him to come because I would have dropped something on myself. But you really would like, you ask for it, like you pray for it or hope for it or whatever. I did. Yeah. Which is why it, when he came to me in a dream. He did? Yeah, I would always, did your dad never come to you? In Wait, a didn't I tell the story on the, I had a dream <laughs> the night he died. And it's one that's so vivid to me that if there were ever like a super, like any type of experience, that would have been it. Because it was like, it. we had gone on a trip together to Florida, just the two of us. It was a work trip for him, but he really took me with him and he made it like a vacation. So we went to all the parks together just, just you and him? Just or? the two of us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it, we I have pictures from it, but like, so the dream was, so the hotel we stayed in, which first of all, when we arrived, when we landed on the plane and we got off the plane, there was a guy holding a sign with my name on it, a limo driver. He had hired. And like, this isn't the dream. This is No, actually, this was real. Yeah. He oh, really wow. did that. I know. He like did. Ugh. How old were you then? Probably like 11. I mean, this was right. Not long oh, before. Right yeah. Before. Yeah. He, well, he, yeah. So anyway, in the hotel we stayed in, it was like in the the elevators, the main elevators were these glass elevators and they were right in the middle of the hotel. And the way they were, were like, you'd go up, let's say there were 50 stories of this hotel. The first 30 that you're riding in the elevator are, you'd, so you'd be going up and you could see like the lobby down below you and it was like you were inside. And then once you got past the 30th floor, it went through the ceiling and you were on the exterior. And so you could see that on all the parks and all that stuff. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. And I would just love to ride up and down that elevator. So the dream started with me in that elevator. And I'm up looking at the parks and we go down past 30 and then we're inside. And I look down and he's down in the lobby just looking up at me wearing this outfit that it was so quintessential him on the weekends and and in his hand, he was looking up at me, but in his hand, he had this, a cup from this diner we would always go to. <laughs> How random, right? Did you guys have any dialogue? Uh, so, okay. So it was a lucid dream in the sense of like, I knew he had died that day. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm in this elevator. He's looking up at me. It goes, it goes down to the bottom. I just get out, run to him and we just hug and cr- cry and yeah i never heard him cry ever in life but i heard him cry in this dream mm-hmm. and that was it we didn't have to say anything oh isn't that that's guess, a great and i remember the smells the looks i i mean you know what i mean yeah yeah it was not it was more i, I see it as a gift you know yeah or a blessing like those are the good ones well that's all i have 
Because I'm like you. I, too, am like, where is my sign? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I saw the dream as a sign. Do you, so you had one. How long after he died was this dream of yours? I, I would say relatively close to his death. I I think I had two, actually. And what happened? It's it's one of those lucid dreams where I know I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. And did but, you know that he had died? Yeah. Okay. And it's him just coming to me. I know he's dead. Does he talk to you? Yeah, we hug each other. Um, I know I'm dreaming. I'm just like, I'm so glad we're having this moment. It's like a real com conversation. It's a dialogue. We're we're having wow. a conversation in my dream. Because and, and I've I'm had just dreams. like, I don't think mom is really good at this. Um, so you're having like real me. stuff. Yeah, we have a real dialogue. And he's like, you need to give your mom more time and oh, patience. You lucky and, son of a bitch. And I would share this with my mom too. Like, I'm just like, and what would she say? Oh, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just just no, no, my mom is totally into just, those kind of things. Wow. And I think my mom needs closure too. And it's, it's nice to have that with her. See, cause I, okay. So I had that dream. I've had dreams since, but they've never been, you know, I don't even think they've been lucid. They've just been weird dreams. They've been dreams. You know what I mean? So we've never had a conversation like that. What I, let's talk about a gift. I know. I, I see it as a visit. Yeah. 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 How many, you've had two like that? How I've far? had two, and those are good days. Like, I wake up, and I'm not and you sad. And you remember everything about them. Yeah, I do. I remember everything about them. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I had a moment with my dad. Wow. In another, you know, in another realm somewhere. But, but that is I got so special. One. And you, gosh, what I wouldn't And give. those are blessings, because then I'm like, oh, well, he visits me. You know, so why doesn't mine visit? <laughs> See, no, really, but those are the things you are left wondering. I don't know. It could be. Who knows? Why? Well, maybe he knows you don't really need him. That's absolute ridiculous. <laughs> like, I still get mad about it because because that's the thing. So, do you, do you, so do you share these feelings with your siblings? Because I, hmm. I, I try to. We I was so bitter about being an only child. I'm really? like, why do I have to go through this by myself? Wow. Like, why do I have to sign the death certificate? Why did you? I'm, well, oh, my your parents are divorced, oh, and it's me. Why. It's my responsibility. Ugh. And I have to see the body and sign the death certificate and do all these adult things, adult decisions. Um, but that's it's funny because any when I was like really going through it, if I'm drunk <laughs> out in public <laughs> with friends, I'm like, <laughs> you're so lucky you have siblings because you get to decide who does what when, you know, in these type of circumstances i guess i don't but know you never sh talked about it with them like about what about that in particular like who would do just what? your feelings like you're telling me i sometimes I, angry as your siblings ever sometimes angry i'm sometimes angry at my siblings <laughs> <laughs> i mean really like it's well first of all are again, you all just going through different things well we I, I feel like sometimes i get upset i feel like we don't talk about him enough internally do you know what i mean Right. I feel like I, because I think about him every day. But I that really, doesn't mean they don't. I know. But what I mean, like, I don't know. I It is very different. I mean, they weren't adults. You're just talking about they were a couple years older than you. No, my brother was nine years older than me. He was 21. And oh, he's okay. the one that I really do resent. I mean, that's still very young. 21, yes, it is. But it's very different than 12. It is. I know. But regardless, like, yeah, I am glad. Do you we ever sometimes just count your, I, this is sound. I, I don't know how to say this without it sounding offensive. <laughs> Go ahead. Counting your blessings, like at least I was 12 and not five. Uh, sh no, but I should. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
I mean, at least I had him. Yes, actually. Because you can have like, I remember him. memories yes. like, ingrained in your mind. Yes, but it is hard when you're the youngest of five kids. Yeah. It's hard to think that at least I was 12 when everyone else was older than me. Yeah. But but no, I'm grateful. They had more time with That's it. Dad. That's all I mean. Was that is that what you mean? Yes. What I wouldn't have given for 21 Another, years as opposed to 12. Right. Yeah. Have you shared this? Uh with some of them. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to put that on them. Well, it's not putting anything on them. It's just sharing how you feel. Okay. So Oh, we're changing the subject. Well, no, I was going to say sometimes I get mad because when I feel like they've if they do something that I feel like is so antithetical to how he raised us or what he wanted uh, what he wanted for us, I'll I'll like be like have you like I'll think to myself like they've forgotten him. Oh. I know. But, but then, I know. But then that's just you being the youngest. It's yeah. a very young but I'm the not youngest young child anymore. losing a parent thing, right? To say, I, I would imagine. Do you know in The Lion King, there's a, have you seen The Lion King? <laughs> I've never seen The Lion King. Have you seen I'm it? Joking. Of course. Yes, okay. of course and, he, and then when he's like, Simba. Simba, you have forgotten me. That was your dad's voice? No, but he's, <laughs> he says, you've forgotten me because he's like, everything, you know, I hope for you, like you've turned your back on it. That's, that's my dad to them. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I've certainly done things that I thought my dad would, Definitely not be proud of. Well, I mean, haven't we? Unless you could say that about any parent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we all grow up. We have our, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um. Okay. Do you have anything of your dad's? Any like physical object of your dad's that you've kept? Oh my god, it's so funny you asked me that. Um. What I wanted to dive into mm-hmm. that I didn't share yet was I told you I he never talked about himself that much, or at least. Mm-hmm. He had 45 years of life prior to me coming into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but as his mind was going, my uncle would share what he did, what he used to do. Mm-hmm. Right? He wasn't just in the Army and the Navy. Um, and my uncle was like, did you know your father was a national roller skater? And he traveled what? the country and toured. And that's how he made money. Oh, a national roller skater? What does that mean? Yeah, I have no idea. Because <laughs> clearly it's it's like a 60s or 70s thing. Yeah. But I do remember going to the roller rink with my dad. Really? He never shared with me that he was this hoity-toity the royal, like, roller, <laughs> roller skater. But we would roller skate together. And I just have this memory. Well, he had roller skates in his closet in a suitcase. <laughs> and me being young, I just assumed everyone his age have? have roller skates in their closet. <laughs> but that's that's the one thing I wish I had. You, you don't, where I they don't go? have it. He had it his whole life. What happened um, to him? Oh, we've moved around so much and had storage. My mom would just throw things away. Oh, like, no. Oh, this isn't going to go in our new place. My mom's really good at letting go of things. <laughs> Maybe um, too good. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. I need to inherit more of that. But I would have really liked to have those. So you don't have anything of his? I have, well, I have his ashes. Okay. <laughs> I have him. That's good. Um, and I have... A magnifying glass that I bought him when I went to London. Did he use it? He did. He used it. Wow. Um, So I have that of his. Yeah. Or any pieces of clothing or anything? I actually do have a couple pieces of his clothing. Mm. I was thinking about one day making them into like a quilt. Do they smell like him? Did they smell like him? That's so funny because my dad was an old man in my eyes when he died. So he, it's, <laughs> yes, they smell like an old 
Well, do they, well, they smell like tea tree Everyone oil. has their scent. <laughs> everyone has their personal scent. You know what I mean? They do. My dad put a lot of stuff on his body. I think he was trying to pickle himself. So <laughs> he, it's, he, he always smelled like tea tree oil and really? ointments. <laughs> okay. Well, but can you smell that on his clothes? It, yeah. I mean, it's fades. I mean, it's you know, gone. When I When he died, when my dad died, I would go into his closet and just like hug his clothes. Because they smelled like him. They really did. And I, when I would smell it and I could see him. This sounds very It does mystical. appear your sibling walked in. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say strange. <laughs> no, I think they would know what I was doing. And I did have the, oh, uh, whatever. But no, but that, and it fades over time. Did your siblings fight over who gets no. what? No. No. Did you want something of his? I have something. I have, I have his wallet. I have um, this hand mirror he used to use all the time. He had really curly hair. So I'd see him like when he was getting ready for work, I'd see him like picking his hair and he would use the thing to see the back of it. I just have these visions of him. I also have like baseballs of him. I have the photos from that trip we took on the, oh, that's nice. the Tower of Terror, the two of us. I just realized I, I do have one more thing and it, it speaks to the oddity of my father. But when he left me to go to college in uh, California, mm -hmm. he gave me um, his lucky rock. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's cool. So I have this giant rock and it's on my How dresser. How big is it? It's, I mean, I can murder somebody with it, if that's what you're well, asking. Why was it lucky? Where did he get it? I have no idea. In a volcano? I never questioned it. I mean, he's just like, as he was leaving me, leaving the door, he's like, oh, I, I have to give you this. It's Ugh. my lucky rock. Where did he? And I'm was like, my dad was just so beautifully weird. <laughs> and I, I kept it this whole time. That's I, good. I brought it wherever I went. And never, I hope you never lose it. No, I hope so too. Because it's a part of him. What would you say was the most important thing you learned from your dad? Oh, he was, he was such a kind person. Um, and yet he had no friends. <laughs> I don't believe I he had no friends. I think that was by choice. Was he a private person? Was he a shy person? He, he was. Well, he was, he's Irish, Scottish. He was very much a storyteller. Okay. He didn't, he could spark a conversation was with he, anybody. Did he drink? He's never drank in his life. Really? You said yeah. he was Irish, so that made me wonder. Neither has my, like, my parents never, so, they were very straight edge. Well, I wonder what, interesting that they wanted, she wanted to open a liquor store. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> mind if other people drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so he was kind. I, I don't believe that he had no friends. I bet you just didn't know them. I, I didn't say he never had any friends in his life. <laughs> he just didn't have any friends, you know, in his late 60s moving onwards. Do you remember? I mean, when I was 12, yeah. my father's peers were becoming grandparents but when you when you were growing up do you and your parents were still together do you ever remember them going like did you ever get a babysitter did they ever go out and you know go on date night or anything yeah okay yeah i remember those things that's good so maybe they were hanging out with friends then <laughs> i think they were just hanging out with each other well because they just had the three of them so what yeah so what was the what was the lesson kindness Really? I, I try to see the good in everyone. I think my dad was very much that person. Yeah. He just always saw everyone's good parts. When you look in the mirror, especially now, as you get older, do you see him? I do. I look more like my dad as I get older. And how does that make you feel? Does that, I mean, do you like that? That I'm a part of him? Well, no, but do you like 
looking like him. I mean, like, I always wanted to be like my dad because he was like this perfect, you know, angelic figure in my eyes and, you know, so much, so smart and doctor, scientist, blah, blah. But I never thought I looked like him and I never cared about that at all. You know, it's funny. Now I'm actually, but now I do. And it's like, it's weird. I'm really, I'm really thinking about it now. And because I'm biracial, mm -hmm. When my dad passed, I just, and I don't really have that much attachment to that side of the family. I just, his just side. yeah, his side, mm -hmm. my white side. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, I guess now I'm, I'm just honing Asian. on this being Korean thing. <laughs> um, you know, getting more acquainted with my mom and having, living with her also at that point. But I, I needed to get out of this space where it was just the three of us, which mm -hmm. was like a lesson that was ingrained in me. Yeah, that's probably not good for relationships. It wasn't healthy. Yeah. Um, and it's really Ron, my boyfriend. Who is like, you know, that's really just a state of mind you're in, that you're alone. Because the reality was, I did have a lot of family reaching out to me on my dad's side, saying, yeah. we're here for you, we love you, you know, and did you extending this olive branch. Well, olive. because, huh? <laughs> you said olive branch. Olive branch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and how did you react to it? Were you kind of like, okay, did you not, did you feel like you didn't really know them? You I didn't? feel like I didn't really have anyone, mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with anybody. Right. So I'm just like, I guess you're supposed to say that because you're family. Mm-hmm. That's what family says. Interesting. But after he passed, I started to reach out. You did? I'm like, it's on me now. And I do have closer bonds with my cousins. Wow. Do you have a lot of cousins? I do. Yeah. And I extended that olive branch right. back. And, you know, some have come to visit me. Some are planning to visit me again. Wow. More coming. Um, and it's nice. It's nice to know that if anything were to happen to my mother... <laughs> I still have other family members. So. so okay, I mean, like I, yeah, but that's an interesting way to look at it. So like, I don't even need you, biatch. Well, I was just okay. traumatized of losing one parent. I'm just yeah. like, if it's just the three of us, and now it's just going to be me. That's an interesting way to put that. Just I need to start reaching out to other people. Yeah, that are family. Right. Okay. Last question: When people that you meet nowadays, if people, if the question ever comes up, like, oh, what do your parents do? What is your response? Do you explain that your you, your dad passed away, or do you just? Oh yeah, I'll say my dad's not here. It's not like right. I say it in such a nonchalant way. Interesting. Um, because I I always just, just say always... what they used to do. I because I just don't want to. Because really, I, why you don't say that your dad passed? No, because like if it's someone, well, if it's someone that like I'm just meeting, like let's say like what we used to do, if we were like working a job, and someone I didn't know at all, because <laughs> I don't because I don't want to get into it. But what are you getting into? Like, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Oh, like that's what? it. That's the end of the conversation, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad's not here. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Moving on. I just don't even want to do that. You just want to lie and <laughs> Plus, say no. It's and not he still lie. works at this hospital. No, I'll, I'll just say my. I, I'll just. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting though. It's interesting that you think it's so easy. Just because I, I told you, I share everything. <laughs> I'm yeah. very open. <laughs> yeah. Maybe to a fault. No, I don't think so. I see. I don't think you're too open. I think you're open about little things like that, but your real feelings, like you're, you know, it's just the three of us. <laughs> so you kind of put on a front. You've just said that. Yeah, it's here and there. Do you feel like you have, do you see the best of your dad in yourself? I do. You do? Yeah. That's a, I know that's I a gift. Yeah. Do, do you not? Do you question it? Again, he was brilliant. He was a doctor, a scientist. I'm, well, his character, not his. Uh, um, you know what I see not what he of my dad and me 
is is he he was so he was the oldest of three kids he had two younger sisters and there's this real like story that he and also like my aunt used to tell of one night like his parents had gone out and he was watching his younger sisters and one of them got hurt and one of them was sick or something and he like totally was the caretaker he was he was a caretaker and if someone and and i as the youngest if and when i ever got upset he was always like he was very attuned to other people's feelings and he cared about other people's feelings like if he was a doctor but i'm but but if someone was sad or something, he he was empathetic and he would comfort them. I feel them. like you you totally hone in on those skills too. That's I what that I feel like you. I got from yeah. I feel like I got from him is. I, I hope I can assure you by telling you you, you <laughs> do have that. Have I? What you think? Yeah, I, I certainly do think you're that person. But we're you're very in tune, especially if something's wrong. If you think something's wrong with me, you're very there. And like, if someone's hurt, if someone's sad, I I. I it, I would rather it would be easier for me to see someone punched in the face than it would to see their feelings hurt. Do you know what I mean? Because a punch in the face, okay, give it ten minutes and it'll wear off. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Physical pain is, but like if someone really hurts you, ah, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) So yeah, what do what's your what do you think the big the biggest gift you got from your dad was? What do you think that when you I said you see the best of him in you? What does that mean? To you, I, I, I'm the same way. If I see someone emotionally distraught, I always feel like I need to go to the rescue and, and save you? them. And I do. I, your if I can, I will. Yeah, I feel like that's my that's my dad coming out. You know, because mm-hmm. he always felt like he needed to. And be then you there. have to fight off your mom, who says, "Don't do that." <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is, do you think that you are a nice, perfect com- combination of the two of them? They're very different, right? They're they're opposites. They're like <laughs> oil and water. I don't even know how they stay together <laughs> forever or got together. <laughs> right. But do you see, or maybe that's why it works. Can you see each of them in you? I, I do. Same. Yeah. It's a good balance, mm-hmm. I think, but that's not up for me to decide. My that's mom up was for someone to tell me creative and spacey ADD. I have that. <laughs> I totally see that in you too. I do. I really do. I'm like all over the place. And that's what I got from her. But she's also, she was the middle of seven kids. She's tough. She's not in tune to how, like if she, she cares about people and she's very generous and stuff like that. But like she had this tough exterior because she had to, you know, her parents, first of all, her parents got divorced. They lived in like a farm town in Missouri in the 50s, 60s. Her parents got divorced early, which was not heard of in a small farm town in Missouri in the 50s, 60s. But she, she, and she had these brothers and stuff, and she had, you know, she she wanted to be fit in with like her older brothers. So, um, you know, she would play football, and she had this tough exterior. So, like, if ever she is sad, I think her instinct is to kind of, you know, toughen up and not show it, have this tough exterior, and I, yeah. she's also not. So, if I get sad, he really would be that empathetic comforter because mm-hmm. she wasn't, and so when he was gone. Oh, that's funny. It was I, I have the same relationship. Longing and yeah. her. And so then you feel like, so imagine this, you're 12, 13, middle school, which is the worst time of your life. And you're sad and hurt. And you feel like my one parent who's alive doesn't care. Oh, that, I'm, I'm I was, surprised I didn't kill myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, was, I was challenged in honing in on that particular topic because 
you know, I love my mom to death, mm-hmm. but she's tough. Same. Um, my dad, and that's why I say my dad was my cheerleader mm-hmm. because he was the one who was more in tune with my feelings. Um, not to say that my mom wasn't in tune with my feelings, but her coping is different. Right. Um, it's foreign to me. Mm-hmm. I know she loves me to death, but you know, she doesn't touch base that much. She just wants to get over it. Yeah. She does hurt when I'm hurt. She does. That's yeah, good. of course. That's she good. loves me unconditionally, which your mom loves you too unconditionally. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. their own upbringing, right? It's their own, yeah, and it's just their own way. So I'm glad you shared that story with me. I mean, I'm sure it's very common, but yeah, you have one cheerleader, and you have one strong parent. But simultaneously, if my mother passed first, yeah, I would be destroyed. Well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even like to think about that because then it's like, who, who did? You I'm know, not. Like, who would you rather? If, right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't rather anyone. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we only have two minutes left, so I'm all, all in by thanking you for coming and <laughs> being so open and sharing. Yeah. Thank I hope you, for you don't. I hope, letting me speak about this topic. Has I it, know it's hard, and a lot of people don't want to share this experience. But if I get anything, I want to like help others. Yeah. Find yeah. some solace. And, uh, or, and I know. mean, you know, and we talked about this a little before going on mics, but the reason I wanted to do this series is because I remember when I, when it happened to me, one book I got just, you know, aptly called How It Feels When a Parent Dies. It was written like in the seventies and it's, it's good, but that's it. I mean, there's not a lot of literature on this stuff. And for nowadays in this information age, when there's 18 podcasts on any niche subject, this is not one of them. So that's surprising. Yeah, it is. It's, I love that you reached out to me and asked me to do this. Yeah, and everyone's experience is different, and so that's the whole point. But we're gonna get cut off. So thanks for coming in. Thank you. Uh, as I say at the end of every show, and I mean it more and more each week. Apathy, more than anything else, is the enemy. Apathy is the enemy. Care about what's going on in the world. Know about it. Educate yourself. Have an opinion. Take some action. Make a change. For Radio Free Brooklyn, this has been the next best thing. Until next week. Good night. If you enjoy this show, please remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever it's called. We're also available on Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, basically wherever podcasts are found. If you can find podcasts there, you can find us there. Follow us on Twitter. We're at NextBestRadio. That's at NextBestRadio. And of course, feel free to follow me. I'm at J-O-N-B as in boy, L-E-R-N-E-R. That's J-O-N, no H. B as in boy, L-E-R-N-E-R. That's my handle on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff.